Hey guys, welcome back to the Strangler podcast. Um, last week we went over, kind of touched base on the fights that were coming up this weekend, or, or last weekend, and tonight I'm going to break down the fights themselves. Our tale of the tape for this, our main event of the evening. We introduce the champion, Chris, the West Side Strangler Brennan. Let's get it all! All right, guys, so the first fight we're going to talk about is Edson Barboza and Bryce Mitchell. Thug nasty. Um, being friends with Bryce and Bryce being a training partner of Lucas's, uh, I, I had a lot of insight on the fight going in, things I couldn't say. I knew he was going to come out and fight Southpaw. And not being a Southpaw and switching up your stance to come out and fight someone like Edson Barboza for the first time to try it out, you know, that's a, that's a tough task. Bryce was going to stay in Southpaw so that he could keep that lead leg out of the way of Edson's nasty kicks. Right? He didn't want to take the kicks to that perennial nerve on the outside of the cab, which has stopped numerous fights before. And I believe Edson's got at least two, maybe three um, leg kick stoppages in fights. So he fought as a southpaw. Fighting as a southpaw, he was able to lead with his left hand. So you, you're fighting a southpaw and orthodox. The guy who throws the lead hand, as long as he steps outside of the front leg, you're going to land that strike. You're, fr you're going to land your cross easier than they'll land their jab. And he did. He stepped outside, threw his left hand, and put Edson Barboza on his butt with the first hard strike thrown in the fight. That was pretty, that was pretty, I, I lost my mind. I'm not going to lie. I jumped off the couch when that happened and was like, ah, you know. And then Barboza right back to his feet, but Bryce was on him at that point. And from that point on, he was able to get the takedown, the first takedown. I had, I had said before the fight, Bryce could win a decision or he could win by submission or Barboza by brutality, right? But I'm going to go with Bryce by submission within the first two rounds. And the only way he would win by decision, he's got to take him down at least three times and Bryce got four takedowns. It took him four shots to get four takedowns. And just to put that into perspective for you, it took Khabib 13 tries to get four takedowns when he fought Edson. And, and again, Bryce was four for four. Um, that's kind of, a, that's a big accomplishment. So watching that fight, Bryce had control the entire time. He was so confident on the feet because of his ground skills. And Barboza, so if you take a good striker against a good grappler, it's going to be harder for the striker to knock out the grappler if the grappler is more, if he wants to get you to the ground more than you want to stay on your feet. And that's what happens. It's hard to plant your feet and throw to knock someone out and avoid the takedown at the same time. And Bryce knows that. So Bryce was able to close that distance perfectly every single time. Every shot he took was deep and his head was up and he had good posture on his double legs and was able to take him down every time. What could have got him in trouble, which some people get in trouble, passing the guard, getting to side control and trying to strike from there because that gives Edson the chance to get an underhook and back to his feet, right? Bryce, that's why he was hanging out in closed guard, much harder to get up from closed guard, and especially if they close their legs. Edson was playing a closed guard, which is probably a bad thing to do when you're trying to get up. Bryce is able to get comfortable, throw strikes. You know, Edson had that one triangle attempt Bryce just kind of stood up, shook him off, got right back to, to ground and pound. So that being said, man, what an accomplishment for Bryce. He, he's probably limping today, but Barboza was, you know, he looked the worst for the wear when the fight was over. So congrats to Bryce and we'll see what's next for him. Being in the top 10, you know, every fight after Edson is a guy like Edson. So, you know, that's a big step up. So congrats again to him and moving on. All right, the next fight was Hanato Moicano and Rafael Dos Anjos. Um, this went the way I thought it was going to go. I just thought it, I thought uh, Dos Anjos might be able to stop him early in the second round. 
So I'm going to go with Dos Anjos, probably by TKO. Uh, that guy came prepared, you know, taking a fight on such short notice, his conditioning, Dos Anjos tried to put it on him early and, and tried to get him out of there. And he just kept coming and kept coming. Five rounds they went, you know, they went five rounds and, and taking a fight on a couple days notice is hard enough on three rounds, but a five round fight. And, and he came back in the fifth round, sort of like Nate Diaz did in the fifth round of his fight against, um, I forget, I forget who it was, but it was, uh, he had that cardio to come back in the fifth round and almost, almost take out uh, Dos Anjos. So almost through my prediction, but again, it was a, a really good fight. They, they went to war and I'm sure Dos Anjos thought he was going to get him out of there earlier as well. So going into round four and round five, he was probably a little tired himself from trying to take him out early and, and was able to, you know, he was getting, he was getting, uh, getting a little tired throwing he threw a lot of a lot of punches trying to get him out of there he was had him against the cage for a little bit then he would get turned around the, the guy was just he was prepared to fight that fight you know coming out of American top team like he does you could only assume that he would be prepared but his coaches were coming back to him in the rounds in between rounds in the corners talking to him like it didn't even matter that he was tired this is what you need to do they never said how are you feeling are you tired it was this is what you need to do this is what you need to do stop doing this and and keep doing this and, and he did. He listened and he, he performed so well. So I'm sure his stock didn't go down very much by taking a fight on a couple days notice and going five rounds against uh, a former title, a former champion. Okay, now on to the, to the Colby Covington and Jorge Masvidal. That fight was, you know, there was a lot of emotion going into it as it, as it built up. And I'm not a Kobe fan at all. Like I said, I, I knew that he most likely was going to win the fight. I hope that Maz, Masvidal would win uh, and, and by, by knockout. Training at the same gym as each other, they kind of knew each other. I don't like the trash talk uh, of uh, Kobe. You know, I liked, I liked Connor, thought he was funny when he used to do it until he started talking about Khabib's family. Then that kind of went south for me. I wasn't a fan anymore of, of that talk. It was kind of funny when, it, when he would badmouth the fighter back and forth and who, who's this guy and whatnot. But when he starts talking about the family, he kind of lost me there. And the same goes with Covington. Covington finishes the fight and then starts talking about Poirier's wife and kid. You know, So that kind of trash talk has no real business being in the sport. But back to the fight. Uh, Masvidal, Masvidal, again, he came out trying to finish the fight. He was trying to, you know, he lasted longer conditioning wise than I thought he would because he typically doesn't have that great a gas and Covington's got cardio forever. And he proved it again. Uh, here we are in the fifth round. I think it was the fifth round or late in the fourth round where he got put on a knee. You know, he, he put Kobe on a knee and he came right back up and was just right back in his face again. And with that kind of conditioning, you're going to recover fast and be able to fight that way. With his wrestling, I think he's a two-time All-American, with that kind of wrestling and that kind of conditioning and not being afraid to use the wrestling in a fight, because going back, there are a lot of fighters who have high-level wrestling that just box and box and box and because they fall in love with their power. I was, uh, I was impressed with, with Colby's fighting style, with the amount of volume he put out punch-wise, and then, you know, uh, getting dropped and be able to come right back and put the pressure on him again. And I think, you know... Uh, Jorge made a mistake by not pressuring him right when he heard him. He should have been on him, but I think he was a little too tired to even put it on him at that point. So he kind of sat back and wondered if he's playing possum or if he was actually hurt. You know, and by that time he was already recovered and back on on Masvidal. So, you know, I don't know that they'll ever fight again. 
And I don't know what, what happens next for Colby because he doesn't get a title shot. He's already been beat twice by the, by the title, by the champion. So I don't know if like number two contender gets a shot or how that works, but he'll probably have to fight somebody else, maybe even two more times before he gets another shot at that fight. So we'll see what happens at that. Um, coming up this weekend, there's going to be another UFC and there's going to be a Bellator. And I'm going to cover as many fights of those as I can. And uh, we'll be back here on Friday night to, to show those. It is all over.